The Red Room Theater, Episode 45, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Welcome to the Red Room Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We're your host, Ernesto Alaniz. And Antonio Marino. And every single week, we look at one of the movies that raises us up. How it raises us? We talk about how that movie raises us. Ah, suck. We talk about how that movie raised us right and raised us wrong. There's one thing I have to say about that intro. <laughs> what? Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready! This is a Star Trek II podcast! This week we watch Star Trek II. We are tackling one of the biggest fan bases Man. of all time. We learned that today the hard way. I'm telling you. Um, it was nerd central, dude. <laughs> that was dude. We had a we had a guy from outer space sitting behind us, old dude with a breathing machine the whole time. I'm like, are we at, are we in Star Wars or Star Trek? This, we got Darth Vader sitting behind us. <laughs> the whole time, Nesto's thinking it's from the stinking ship they were on. <laughs> <laughs> there was legitimately. Okay, listen, I've seen the Godfather. Viewing party. Fifth element. Fifth element. And there's been minimal people. Godfather had maybe 20. And that was like a good turnout. Yeah, no, I was surprised because Fifth Element was like nobody came. No, well, it was on Mother's Day, Demez. I know. <laughs> um, this movie had a full theater. I'm telling you, I walked in. I said, Did we walk in the screen of it? Dude, I can't believe how full this movie was. And I saw guys wearing their straight up, like their yellow Star that Trek. That nerdy mug next to you, it's like said something to you. I'm dude, like, oh, man. People were loving life, dude. They were cheering different parts of the movie. It People. Cut! <laughs> and everybody's like, yeah! <laughs> I, I was on the phone with mom earlier, and our mom's, uh, her married name is Khan. And uh, I told oh her, I said, mom, because this movie came on 82. I mean, I can't tell you the last time I've seen it. Only reason I remember it is because the ears. Right. The the bugs in the ears. The bugs in the ears. I told mom, I said, Ma, if I would have known more about Star Trek going up, I would have messed with our stepdad's name's Mike. I would have been like, Come! <laughs> she was dying, dude, because our mom loves Star Trek. She's the reason we She's like, the one that got us into uh, genera- Next Generation. She, she's that was her reason. favorite show. We watched Star Trek because of her. She got us into that original series and she or, the Next Generation. That's where we started. Was that show, and then we got into the original movie. She loved the original the movies. The first one that I think that I watched was the one with the whales. It's That's the first one I remember. That, we'll get to all the movies in a little bit. Now, let me finish the intro. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about Star Trek Two, uh, the Wrath of Khan. How it taught us, um, it taught us that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, and that revenge is a dish best served cold. Now. See this movie in a theater? What's your overall verdict? What's your verdict? Good, bad, or ugly? Um, surprisingly, like, super enjoyable. Really enjoyed. I'm with you, dude. I liked the... And it does not seem 35 years old. It's... Some of the effects are dated. But the, the drama, the chem... Dude, the plot of this movie is very simple, so let's go... Well, me and you get lost in a good story. We love a good story. And you got a good hero against a good villain... We're all in. 
Like, that's all I need. That's all I want dude, in the world. Dude, seeing Chekhov's face when he's seen Khan, it was like, oh, man. Dude, it's... Like, this dude's a bad mug. It's great. Ricardo Montalbán. This movie has an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes and is arguably called the best of the original Star Trek films. Um, and we can argue about that. I mean, it's up there. We'll, we'll get there at the end of the thing. Um, directed by a guy named Nicholas Meyer, who his only other credit for directing is Star Trek VI, also a very good Star Trek movie. Which one was that? Undiscovered? Undiscovered Country. Okay. It's the one where uh, some uh, they meet with a Cleon ship, and someone goes over in the magnetic boots, shooting the Cleons, and the pink blood's floating in space all over the place. Oh, dang. And what year did that come out? That's later. We're, we're, we're older when that comes out. That's got to be 96, 97. No. Yes. Dang, Gina. Um, but the plot is very simple. Kirk goes against his greatest villain, Khan. And this is the first movie that was a direct sequel from a television episode. episode That's insane. When, when he's seen the belt buckle, you're like, what is going the on? Botany Bay. Um, Botany Bay. So the episode in the original series is called, the space, it's called Space Seed, where they meet Khan, they exile Khan. Do they use the same guy? Yes, it's multiple. Nice. He's, young. he's fifteen years younger in the in the sh- in the sh- TV show. Are, is his chest fifteen inches smaller, dude? <laughs> Dang, Gina, <laughs> dude. Pectorals for days, dude. I'm like, there, holy cow. There's an argument online whether or not Ricardo Montalban's chest is fake or not. I thought it was fake my whole life. It looks fake as a plastic mother, dude. fakeness. Okay. I mean, Pamela Lee ain't got one that looking that good, dude. Holy cow. Holy cow, dude. <laughs> but I think Ricardo Montalban was an extra on, on Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the slow-mo run. What's, what's that song? <laughs> I don't know, but let's get Ricardo Montalban in a red bathing suit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what's that song, dude? Do, do, do. Is it something what, like... for Baywatch? Yeah. I don't know, dude. Dang. <laughs> When did you get into Baywatch, fool? I mean, dude, I was a prepubescent adolescent when that show came out. I don't know what that means, but I think I was too, dude. Sure. <laughs> dude, this joking college. Yeah, college. We'd always say something like, man, we get back to the door, Ben. Baywatch is on in half an hour. And everyone goes silent because we're at a Christian college. Hilarious. And I'd always go, we'd always go, yeah, I don't care what you guys say, man. Those girls can act. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. We didn't watch the That's show. That's funny, dude. We just wanted to make everyone around us uncomfortable. That's so funny. Was... You guys in your Christian college, dude. man. Holy cow. <laughs> we, we messed that place up, dude. I'll tell you what. the wild, just I don't want to scare nobody, but uh, the wildest mugs I ever rolled with went to stinking private Christian schools, bro. I'll tell you right now, son. Dude. Um, so the, the... Shout out to Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> If you fake, if you make a kid fake it, he's going to stick and let vent it out somewhere else, I'm man. I'm telling you, dude. Holy cow. <laughs> we to... At halftime, it's going to be with me. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my. <laughs> so, here's the sell for this movie. If you're not a Trekkie, you're like, man, I don't watch Star Trek. Well, first of all, Star Trek used to be only a super nerd kind of thing. Like, I almost went to a Trek convention. If I would have done that, I would never come back. I think it would have been done. I had buddies who had uniforms in high school. Really? Buddies, buddies of mine. You know who I should run with? You know, the oh, guys? I know, dude. <laughs> I think half of them were in the theater with us in the dark. <laughs> but um, but well, one of them, dude, speaking of which, 
One of them just got like a major medal in the army. I saw that. Dang, saw dude. Picture in, on the Facebook. Give us a shout out to Gerald Deal, killing it in the U.S. Armed Forces, man. Well, so yeah, uh, killing. He was it. one of the dorks. <laughs> now he'll smoke us. <laughs> but never thought I'd have the day where. I'll be scared of Gerald Deal, bro. <laughs> and I heard Yankowski was in the military. Dude, his, his picture of him looks rowdy. Too bad Dan Helwig went to the Marines. I'm telling and you, he dude. looks like a stud. Now look at you, man, chasing lives for Star Trek, dude. Dang. <laughs> but uh, um, but Trek got a second boost in the culture with the new release, the the re-release of Star Trek in like 2004. They got a bigger boost with the release of the Big Bang Theory, dude. Dang, the fools. <laughs> but like. <laughs> When Chris Pine took on the, the mantle I'll tell you what, of Kirk. Holy crap, are those JJ Abrams turned being a Star Trek fan around. He they were the movies were dead. They were gone. Man. And he brought it back. Those new ones are incredible. Man, they are wonderful to I enjoy them because they The new Spock is amazing. He, the new Spock, the new Bones is incredible. Bones is awesome and um Scotty is awesome, dude. <laughs> it's so fun to watch the new ones. But before we get to the new movies, we got to go to the old movies. And this is Star Trek II. And uh, again, you, can, you will never, I know that that dude from Harold Kumar is super cool, but you can never replace George Decay, dude. Sulu is the, his, his mannerisms and his facial expressions, like when Kirstie Alley said that thing and he, he looks at her like, Oh, just like Abram looked at his wife, dude. Oh, <laughs> Abraham. <laughs> at least this is the church shoot. Um, but uh, speaking, um, the movie is it's a it's a chess game. It's back and it is, forth. It is two captains. You got and yeah. It's it just ratchets attention up. It's it's real crazy good, man. to see. It's been so long since I've seen it. It's crazy to see how miserable Captain Kirk is when he got promoted to being an admiral. That's not his role, dude. Not at all. That's like taking. Uh, Robert Duvall on on falling down and making him retire. He's gonna he's gonna be a horrible civilian. Exactly. He's gotta be on the. He's gotta be a, a cop, dude. Dude, that's a good that's a good pull. Um, so you have because we're the Red Rum Theater full. That's what we do. Um, if you've never watched the original Star Trek movie, here's the cell. If you've never been to Trekker Supplies, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> if you've never seen an original series film, listen. Here's the thing. Here's the selling point. The chemistry between the cast is wonderful. You watch Kirk, McCoy, and Spock together, and it's just enjoyable to watch them conversate, just them talking. Was it me or did Ohora barely have anything in this? She had like four lines, man. <laughs> Scotty had a little bit. Yeah, he Scotty did. Scotty got a little bit. Poor uh, dude. Um, Bones was awesome, dude. Those three are the trinity. Those yeah. three are together are like the big, that's a triangle. And even in the movies, the same thing is happening. Those guys are kind of get, get a lot of love. But, uh, well, a, okay, the, the, the last scene with Spock, look who was there. Yep. It was just them. Um, the cast of Star Trek. We went to the, we went to the original cast, now throwing a few extra guys. In this movie, had a few extras. You had Christie Alley as Savik. Savik? Um, Savik? It, 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 uh, I can't pronounce it. Said, it said introducing. Is this her first movie? I think it might be her first movie. Dang, she looked young, bro. She's very young. Now, if you notice that she shows emotion three yeah. times. Okay, listen. I was going to ask you about that because Vulcans don't show emotion. Right. She's. A, but she did say she didn't understand humor, which is funny. She's a Vulcan Romulan um, half breed. Oh, she's a hybrid? She's a hybrid. That mean, and that's why she's. 
in the opening shot when she's trying to do the uh, Kobayashi Speaking Maru. Speaking of which, dude, I love Romulan noodles, dude. Dang. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> opening shot. Which one's the Romulans? They look very similar to um, to uh, Vulcans with the ears, mm-hmm. but they have those awesomely huge green ships, the birds of prey ships. Okay. They're like, the Romulans are pretty sweet. But, um, dude, we're in this office right now, and the lights are completely controlled by... Uh, Motion. And so we're sitting here, and they keep on turning off, and it's kind of scary. It's, it's Well, yeah, probably because I've seen it twice this <laughs> opening weekend. <laughs> Which, by the way, we might do a official podcast on it, just so you know. And I think that if we do, we're going to talk a lot about the book. Yes. Which is why I enjoy the, new, the remake so much. It's worth yeah. the viewing. Tony? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So. What, did you want to know my uh, opinion? It's worth the viewing, isn't it? Uh, I'm, I'm going to see it again, dude. I've seen it once. I've seen it again tomorrow. That's how I much see, I like I've seen, I'm going to see. I promised myself at least three times in the theater. This movie broke every record possible. It is the number one. Uh, it's the number one R-rated film of all time. It beat Deadpool. It's That's unreal. And it's not just the number one horror movie. It's the number one rated R movie. It, it's the number one September film of all time. It, what? It, it, it holds so many records. Literally, dude, the box office revenue for the year is down like crazy. And it... The, nothing's been, been good. The, first of all, the movies that came out this summer sucked. The Hitman's Bodyguard. Come on, dude. And, 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 I might watch it when it comes out on uh, Blu-ray. I kind of wanted to watch it, but I mean... Not, it didn't entice me. No, the movie's coming out. Not like Pennywise. Oh! Dude. Too bad. Uh, I don't want to ruin anything. Everybody knows about the first scene. But, dude, during that first exchange with Pennywise and Georgie, Henry leans over to me. He goes, just got real, bro. <laughs> I'm like, dang. And here's the thing for you. If you're going to watch uh, it any, anywhere in the area, do not watch it at the Cortland Center. Do not. 7 o'clock showing. Do, no, 10 o'clock, Holmes. It was a 10 o'clock well, showing? it was 10 on Saturday night. Don't, oh. Okay, number one, don't ever go to the stinking Cortland Center uh, movies. You can Tuesday morning when it's before kids are in school. While kids are in school, you can go. Yeah, but you know what I'm doing? Working. I'm just. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I'm telling you, the rave. Can't beat it. The rave up on the, even though, just even the the um because um I don't want to bash too too hard on Cortland Center, but the way that its architecture is, yes. it's it's thin and deep, like yes. real long theater. Yep. So we and Henry were towards the back. Now on the rave, it's more of like a box. It's wide, it's huge, yeah. wide, and it's weight. The thing, this thing that sucks about another thing that sucked about the Cortland Center is it's not loud enough. We were way far back, and it, you and dude, I'm telling you, really, it, it's not in the in the rave. It's so loud, even when people are talking, you can still pay attention to the movie. Yes, it's drowning them out. So it was good. So back it to Star great. Star Trek. Now, the cast, classic cast. You got Shatner as Admiral James T. Kirk. You got Nimoy as Captain Spock. DeForest Kelly plays McCoy. James Duhan as Scotty. James Duhast. Duhast Mish. <laughs> You have Walter Koenig as Chekhov. And you have George Takai as Sulu. Takai. So let's get to some, some, this is questions. Takai, not Takai. Let's do some questions here. Okay, first question, Tony. Which, who, in the movies, who's your favorite original series character? I don't want to bandwagon it up and say Takai just because I'm the biggest Howard Stern fan ever, so I'm not going to because he's not my favorite. Okay. Um, probably Probably Bones. Bones is so funny because he's so miserable, dude. <laughs> he's a dick. He, he is. He's the only one that gives Shatner hell like that. It's so funny. Dang, uh, that's, that's a hard question, though, because Spock's hilarious, too, because he was dogging out Shatner. It's, uh, it's, 
It's, it's unintentionally funny. That's why it's funny. I think I'm, I'm probably stick with Bones. I'm Spock. I Bones love so funny. I love Spock. Like I, I, I always liked Spock. I always want to say Kirk, but I've just it just. I'm I think, not I, I think a Kirk fan, dude. I might be close the only to Kirk, Kirk that I'm a fan of is Kirk Hensler, dude. <laughs> Shut. <laughs> oh, I was thinking Kirk Cameron, dude. No, okay, Kirk Hensler. Uh, Kirk Cameron is not. No, the only cool thing that he did was when he uh, guest starred on Full House because he's Candace Cameron's brother. <laughs> or he discovered Leonardo DiCaprio in his closet. What? Remember? In Grow- is that how he got the, the uh, start? What show was Crook Cameron Growing on? Pains. On Growing Pains, DiCaprio was sleeping in the school in one of the closets. He gave it a guest starring role for like five episodes. That's where he got his big break was that show. In real life, they found him? No. Oh, that was the same name, man. He really did. We started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> but I got an Academy Award, yo. Too bad uh, me and Ernesto used to always say, we started from the border. Now we're here. <laughs> so, okay. So my favorite, I was Spock. Now, what is your, who had the best career post-Star Trek? George Takei. No, probably not, but George Takei blew up. He Like, right now, Takei, he's huge. Takei might be a runner because, dude, the guy is a massive, what do you call it, advocate. He's a gay rights advocate, but also an advocate for Asian Americans. And he, that, 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 that whole Japanese internment camp man, thing is crazy. He educated a bunch of people what happened because it was his parents, right? His yeah. parents lost their homes. They were forced to do relocate an internment camp. They were treated like second-class citizens, like animals. Yep. And, he, and they were Americans. Loyal. But the thing is, I mean, I, it's hard. It's a, it's a black eye in American history. I it's re- a what? A black eye. Black eye in American history? <laughs> yes. It's like a black dude in American history, dude. Show. <laughs> it's a hard. It's black. like a black comedy, man. <laughs> black. I is a hard word to say together because especially the, when it's you. <laughs> <laughs> you suck, dude. You're like you're like stinking Bill from it. <laughs> yeah, he didn't stutter once. <laughs> the death scene was awesome, dude. Um, my favorite post career, man, to to K. Hey, why do you say he's one of your favorite? Tell us. Where, okay, where's he blown up? How come he's so? Okay, popular? here's the thing. I I am a. Obviously, everybody knows, especially if you listen to Big Trouble Little China. I'm a truck driver. Um, especially when I was over the road, you have to keep your something has to keep your attention. So I listen to satellite radio. I listen to Howard Stern every day. Well, George Takei is a permanent fixture on that show. On the Stern show, he comes a lot, like two or three times a year. He'll come sit in for like a week. Everybody wow. loves him on the show. He's hilarious, and he promotes his causes and the things he's doing on the show. He's a huge gay rights activist. Yep. Um, you know, is it, anything to do with acting, actors like uh, Asian actors? He's yep. helping. You know, and he's he's his sense of humor is amazing. He's eighty years old, dude, and he does a hundred pushups a day. Shut your mouth, dude. Uh, Howard was asking well, why he's in such good shape, and the poor guy, his his husband Brad. You, when they first started dating, Brad was a marathon runner. Not so much anymore. And every time he comes on, Kay gets in trouble because Howard brings him in and makes him talk about their sex life. And it makes him talk about what ter- turns them off. 
and he gets in trouble every time. It's so funny, dude. But he, oh but, but George gosh. keeps himself in shape, keeps himself healthy. A hundred push-ups a day. Push-ups a day, dude. I couldn't do ten right now. What? I couldn't do ten a day, fool. Dude. Yeah, he's but he's hilarious. He rolls with the punches. <laughs> the first week. Uh, when when Stern came over to Satellite Radio, that first week, okay, was on, and the poor guy, oh, I can't even fake, imagine. Fake Arnold Schwarzenegger calls in and has a whole conversation with George, and they make fake Arnold, who was the governor at the time, make fake Arnold talk trash not only on Asians but about gays and everything. And Takay was like fuming, and he was debating fake Arnold, thinking it was real, and they never told him. Oh my! They just let the whole bit fly, and they never told him it wasn't the real Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's incredible. That's amazing. But you feel bad. But he rolls with it. He's just funny. One of the one of the uh, most manly, funny Italian dudes. Artie Lang was on. Hey, was, Artie Lang's a dog. He, he's a dog. He was on there, and they set up a hidden camera in one of the offices, and they had Artie come out of the closet to George. Shut and they, your and, mouth. And George, George thought it was real. So the next day they that's come. Such, the next day, so mean. The next day, Artie comes in and and he's sitting there and they say, George, we gotta we gotta admit something to you, man. We're gonna play it. If it's okay with you, we're gonna play this tape. And he's just like. I was playing it so cool this morning because I was so worried. I was at home worried about Artie's feelings and how it was going to be coming out to you guys. <laughs> He's like, is there no end? <laughs> but he rolls with it. He was laughing. And they all felt so bad. Artie's like, I just got to say, this is the most compassionate, loving, understanding man, and I wish I was gay so I could come out to him. Like, because when you listen to the tape, your heart breaks because of how just compassionate he is. Dude. Oh my god! Let me tell you a story about one that I struggled with. <laughs> <laughs> and you just feel horrible, dude. Tony. Your George Takei accent is on point. Dude. Oh my! <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, Man, talk about a detour, dude. <laughs> I think my favorite post-Trek um, career. Man, Nimoy, <coughs> his post-Trek. Hey, both the biggest thing he did was that sticking, was it a Volkswagen commercial or no, Audi or something? He played a great role in that show Fringe. That show Fringe. Never seen Fringe. Nimoy had a really cool recurring role. Real cool. And Namoy got to come back as Spock in the new, the new Trek movie. The best is how pissed off Shatner was that he wasn't in it. Dude. He was so <laughs> mad. Um, you have what else? Okay, so, but too bad you're such a you love this stuff so much. You were like ready to get choked up. You're like he gets me every time, man. When he did the talks about him being his dude, friend, <laughs> when he says, "I have been and always will be your friend." Oh man, he gets you every time. You're all welling up. I'm like, that ain't nothing happened yet, dude. What the dude, heck? He's because he says it early in the movie, and it's a foreshadow of the end. Yeah. And even the foreshadow punched me in the gut. It got you, dude. <laughs> I love the characters. I've been with them so long, and and I I love walking with them on this journey. Now Shatner's career is all like TV. You know what though, man? He, you know his face. You know his name. He's been a lot of TJ movies. TJ Hooker was his big show. Was big show, dude. Um. He was hilarious in Miss Congeniality, dude. Yes, he was. He was so funny. 
Did he come out? And he's singing. Oh, he's the like singing the song, and the girls are fighting, and he's like trying to keep composure. <laughs> just, just smiling. That's really funny. He dude. was funny um, in that, dude. He he did. Okay, so he did TJ Hucker. He, he did, did an album, dude. Have you heard it? Uh, yeah. It the Everlasting out. Man, something like that. Um, didn't his wife drown in their pool? No. Yeah, she died. What are you talking something, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I was at I was at um, name brand tattoos in Ann Arbor. Jeff Zuck was tattooing me, and they put his album on. We were laughing about it, and I, there was a song talking about death, and it was around the time that his wife had died from like. I don't think he was ever a suspect or anything. But I'm telling you, this, this isn't in my head. Something happened. Well, dude, he did a version <laughs> of "Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds." It's unbelievable. Is it good? No, it's not <laughs> good. <laughs> he like talks, sing the whole. Th- that's his whole album. Lucy <laughs> in the sky. Too bad he ain't got no dude. Decay's voice is incredible. <laughs> dude, you know, dude, you know that. Um, I don't know if he sued, but they when they had um, a fake Sulu on The Simpsons. They didn't use really the real Decay. They had a guy doing an impression on The Simpsons. And and Stern brought it up and like was pissed about it. Yeah. Did did K sue him? I don't think he did, but he's he's such a big hearted good right, guy. Right, right. Uh, and he's actually he's actually rich, bro. He's got a he had a play on Broadway that was all um loosely based on uh him as a child being in the Japanese internment camp. And he put up two million of his own money. I know to keep that on. I'm almost I'm, I'm, I agree with you that Takei might have had the most, the best career. What was the um the show he was on? Heroes. He was on Heroes. Yes, he was. He's got he's he's been on the Big Bang Theory a few times. Yes, he has. I, like um, Shatner always has to be the he has to be the man when he's on TV. He's got like he's in Boston Legal. He's in um the Practice. Nemoy's on Fringe. No, I like Nemoy and Fringe, but I think Takei. That played about Japanese internment stuff. That was real. Like that's a real play. It made him vulnerable too. Like that's... I can't even imagine telling your story through that kind of uh, medium. Um, okay, so next question: favorite movie from the original series from the first six? What do you got? Your favorite movie? There's there's the, there's the Star Trek one. It's not one. It's one not, is it's four. Three. It's not three. A two is Wrath of Khan. Three it's is four. Search for Spock. Four is The Voyage Home with the Whales. Five is The Final Frontier where they try to find God, directed by Kirk himself. Six is The Undiscovered Country. It's two or four. You're right. It's, it, today it's two, but if I've seen four on the big screen tomorrow, it might be four. I, 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 man, I'm trying to think. I remember The Whales. Remember The Alamo. The Whales, they went in time, and it's really funny, dude. It, today it's two. If, if four came out on the big screen, it'd probably be four. Because two, three, and four is all like one movie. Yeah. Because like at the end of like so three starts and they're still in the Enterprise, it's all still jacked from Khan's fight, and then gets destroyed by some Cleons. That's why and they in part and they they steal the Cleon ship. Part four begins of going home in the Cleon ship. So like they, they, I remember it, the Cleon ship. It's like they're they, it's it's crazy because in Cloak in New York, it's awesome. Um, but I think my favorite of the movies might be six. Undiscovered? Because the characters are older. They are lived in. There's a great, great character stuff in that movie. Dude, they're older today. And that's 35 years old. I'm saying, by six, they're really old. Dude. I bet. Um, and Namoy is great in six. It's crazy is, 
the behind-the-scenes Star Trek drama is unbelievable. These guys are like the Beatles. They hate Dude, each other. They are... Well, it's... it's I don't want to like, blame everything on Nimoy Shatner. Nimoy and Shatner had a clause in their contract. I don't know what they call it, like a blind mirror clause, something like that. Basically, what either of them got from the studio, the other one was able to get it too. So Nimoy, after part two, was done. Spoiler alert. Spock dies in the part two. It's an unbelievable sequence. The Spock in the glass says the line, you have been and always will be my friend. It's unbelievable. He says, okay, now I don't get what he was doing with the core okay, that was It was sealed up because it was all radiation. He had to go in there and basically do some work to get that core back online. So he released some pressure. Okay. He got it. He puts his hands inside, does some stuff with like some wires, I guess. Puts it back together, and then the, they get the main power back, and they go straight so up. They, so they can have warp speed and get exactly. away from the bomb. Yeah, yeah. Get away from Genesis bomb. Um, because he always said at the beginning of the movie, "Did you find the bomb? Yeah, but not the one we was looking for." <laughs> <laughs> okay, Damon. Um, so uh, stinking. Um, so Spock dies, and too, and in his Spock had said he didn't want to come back. He was done. Go out, go out like a stud, die like a champion, never come back. Um, Logan style. Which and is amazing because that was part two. Part there's six movies. Dude. <laughs> but Nimoy figured it out. Hey, and there's still 18 hours to go. <laughs> <laughs> Nimoy's like, listen, I've come back if I can direct it. And uh, So he did three? And four. Dang, Tina! Well, Kirk was like, I get a directed movie because Nimoy did. And he did five, which was by far... The worst of the movies. Dang! It is terrible. It is an awful, awful film. Wow. I mean, you watch it like uh, Namor, uh, Spock has a long-lost brother. It's so stupid. It's <laughs> trying to f- find God. It's its floating head in this, like, in a stone head. What? It's, what happened was Kirk made this movie, and he had this big, awesome scene for the end. But it's the end of the movie, and he ran out of money. He had no money for <gasps> effects, so he just, had to fa- he just had to phone it in. It was terrible, dude. Oh, was my goodness. Terrible. But um, you, to, to Case told a story on Howard Stern about their, their, their on, on, shet, on set shenanigans, hasn't he? The stuff that he talks about on air is incredible. Because to K compared to Shatner is nobody. And in the Hollywood world, but it's nobody. But Stern gives him a voice. And I'll tell you what. There, Stern has so many A-list fans. The Takei is a household name now. Everywhere. Dude, it's crazy. But yeah, Shatner, talk about a prima donna, dude. If 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 there was um, a magazine in to film and do a story about Nimoy while he's getting his Spock makeup, Shatner shows up and sees that. He literally shut the set down until they left because they weren't doing a story on him. That's how unbelievable these guys. And they all, it's just like Brooks and Dunn. They had, they're, they're only two guys and they had two different tour buses. To do, to do the last few tours because they hated each other so bad. Dude. That's not true. Yes. Brooks and Dunn had two tour buses. Two tour buses. One, one, each one had their own bus. <laughs> then they get on stage like they're best friends, dude. That's unbelievable. Yeah, literally they do harmonies and everything together, dude. They're up there tearing it up, and then as soon as they're done, they're like, all right, see you in Cleveland. <laughs> oh, my goodness, dude. That's sad. Oh, the, oh, the rich. That's sad to me, man. Like, dude, what's funny is there's a big parody. First of all, there's a show coming out right now called The Orville parodying Star Trek. 
by um, Family Guy guy, whatever that fool's name is. Yeah. Um, the guy who did Ted, the guy who did uh, Ways to Die in the West, A Million Days to Die. What is that guy's name? A Million Ways to Die in the in West. In the West, yeah. Mom, mom watched that. She said it was hilarious. Oh, man. It has, uh, so that guy is doing a TV show called The Orville, which is a Star Trek spoof show. But the ultimate Star Trek spoof movie is <sighs> Galaxy Quest. And Galaxy Seth Quest. Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane. Galaxy Quest is a wonderful film. Dude. Because it's Tim mar- Allen is the best Captain Kirk ever. Because he's not he's he's Shatner. He's the prima Yes. And you see the, the, the crew, how they hate one another, but they all need the money, so they all go to these conventions. Dude. That movie is in dude. Uh, what's his name? Um, the guy who was in the Poltergeist remake. Yes. What's his name? Um, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. The guy in TMNT. The guy. The guy that was in, in Moon. Charlie's Angels. Yes. One of his best roles ever, dude. He's so funny in that movie. He's, uh, the thing is getting closer to the thing. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know any of the terminology. Dude, even a monk is good in that movie. He's so good. And, dude, I'll tell you who's the baddest. Sigourney Weaver? Oh, no, but she is gorgeous in that movie. Oh, you're talking about uh, Alan Rickman. Stole the show, dude! By Grabthar's hammer, I will avenge thee. <laughs> dude, when he really says that, dude, it's, that hit me in the gut, dude, bro. Dude, it was awesome. <laughs> that was like, oh my goodness. He's holding that guy in his and arm. Then, and then, and that was the last smile, and he dies. It's yeah. like, oh! <laughs> dude, I'm getting choked out, dude. Uh-huh. dude, dude that movie takes the... Because it gets the characters right. It gets their... It gets the, uh, you realize this is the second time we've talked about this on the... Podcast. Galaxy Quest? Yes. What, what, what do we do this? <laughs> no, we talked about it. Oh, we, we did a movie with one of these guys, and we talked about it. So I'm just saying, so there, get, there might be a future podcast on Galaxy Quest. Going to happen. Going to happen. But um, Do yourself a favor and watch it, though. Dang, it's funny. Dude, I am a, okay, I am a Star Trek fan. Legit, I'm currently rewatching the original, uh, the Next Generation series because my that's, my that's my series. Picard is oh, my too captain. bad. Data's the man. Uh, Q is the best villain ever. Love, love the Borg. Love Star Trek. You know it's crazy. Worf is the bomb, dude. Perhaps today is Riker is the bomb. He had the best beard ever. He did have a good head of hair too, man. Yeah, he did. He was hot. <laughs> <laughs> You want to grab my grab Thor hammerful? <laughs> <laughs> um, what's crazy though is Sam Rockwell. Dang it! Sam I can't Rockwell. We're off our game tonight, bro. Dude, um, Kirk though is always the fighting captain. Like Picard would get his butt beat by Picard or by Kirk. Kirk would beat the crap out of Picard. <laughs> just what? I'm just. I was gonna say. Kirk is like this president. McCart's like this president, but I ain't even going to go that route. You don't want to know. <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me. I ain't me. saying nothing, dude. I'm just saying. <laughs> just think about war presidents and not war presidents. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Too uh, bad Picard is awesome, though, dude. I love his voice. I he's He's got a new show, too, that's really funny. What? It's on cable, though. It's, like, really perverted. Oh, shoot. But he's, dude, i tell you what. Um, in, the, in Logan, he was awesome. It was he was great. He was like a, a mean old man. Like he was funny, dude. He was really good. Um, I am a Trek fan so much. My favorite part of the new part three, Star Trek Beyond, 
Which I haven't seen. Are you serious? You told me it was going to blow. It was okay. It was good. Wasn't it uh, Bay? It Who was, was it? It was not Bay. It was a guy from Fast and Furious, Jeremy Lin. <laughs> <laughs> Only Jeremy Lin I like is the one who plays basketball for. Oh, maybe it's not Jeremy Lin. I, maybe I just got that confused with the name. <laughs> but the end of uh, Beyond, they had to repair the ship completely, okay? And they do this like. Uh, the, the ship, the camera goes around the ship. Didn't the guy who played Scotty die? The guy who played um, Chekhov died. That's crazy. He's a young kid. Died. Uh, his car ran over him. He like I think he was drunk and like got, fell in behind his car. It rolled back and killed him. Wow. It's, that's that's it's the sad. way you go, huh? <laughs> Dude, be nice. That's 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 just stupid. <laughs> well, no, I'm not, it's his fault. I, 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 I guess, that I, sucks. I got nothing to say. That sucks, dude. So there's not gonna be a checkoff. Nope, checkoff. They're not gonna recast it. They're not gonna leave it empty. Um, but uh, what was that? So I love the movie so much. Listen, to it. there's a scene at the end of part three, Star Trek Beyond, where the camera spins around the ship and there's a cutaway, so you see all the decks. And I was nerding out because I said the books that you open the big double page spread with wow. the cutaway of the ships, <laughs> dude. I, uh, my boy, Gerald Deal, used to have a big Enterprise, uh, 1701C, the Next Generation Enterprise. Dude, I'm a nerd. Wow, dude. You're <laughs> blowing my mind here, dude. And you, 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 you look at me and you're like, see? I'm like, uh, I don't know. Are you like, <laughs> like yeah, oh, oh, yeah, see? <laughs> this Enterprise gets exploded in, uh, in Spock, and then they start giving 1701A, B, C. Um, what is from the um, original show? What's that? Is that A? It's nothing. It went, when, when this one gets destroyed, it becomes. Oh, it, then it, they start they making. rebuild it. It's okay. A. Okay. Well, it's D. It's Enterprise D, is the one from Next Generation. Enterprise D. Um, but, Man, uh, you almost got blew up by Star Trek fans everywhere. Oh, man. they would have come guns. But, but my boy Deal had an Enterprise D. Now, I try to go online and buy an Enterprise D toy, they cost like 80 bucks. You can just buy a little toy one for like ten bucks matchbox. Remember when we used to have the little next generation toys? Those were awesome. I used to play this trading card game. It was a collectible trading card game. Next generation. You blow my mind every week at the dorkiness, bro. (laughs) I used to love it. I used to love the game. You'd have a lot of planets, and your ship would go flying around. You're lucky I'm trying to keep it PG right now. Dude. He loves the I am a Star Trek nerd, and today, being with my people in the theater was a blast. I'm going to tell you, though, what did I, I leaned over to you and was like, dude, this is awesome. It, I, people were, people, were la- like, people, they wanted to laugh. They wanted to cheer. I'm telling you, I liked there, was it. A, there was an older guy and his wife sitting behind us, and they were leaning to each other, like, telling little Star Trek jokes. I was like, this is awesome, dude. dude. It, it was so fun. Star Trek 2, Khan versus Kirk. They never meet. Dude, the they, w- never, yeah, they never share screen it's time. It's always like captains of ships versus one another. How about, how about what he said? It's like, well, we talked through space. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, man, I. Dude, okay, uh, really quick. They used to do prank phone calls from Stern, and they would do a, have a fake Ricardo Montalban call George the Gate. <laughs> oh, my And then my it would get to the point gosh. where he'd be like, this isn't Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> Okay, so your vote, is the chest real or not? No! I think it's real, dude. Dude, I think if he ran into the corner of a stinking door or something, he'd have one boob. (laughs) Dude, dude, he said that he he waxed it, 
and oiled it. <laughs> I wish you could see the face I'm giving Ernesto right now. <laughs> he said he did push-ups every day on set before he would go did he, did he get insurance like Kim K's booty? Dude, he said he would do push-ups all the time before he filmed, so he looked just his chest would be just manly, hard, and strong. Wow. <laughs> dude. I think that was all him, dude. That's like having like huge arms and tiny legs. Who cares if you just have a big chest? <laughs> he cares. Come dude. on, dude. Oh. And then and then it just so happens that all his people have the same deep V-neck shirts. It's <laughs> funny. Um <laughs> Khan's crew. We're all extras from a local Chippendales. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> they were all hairless. Not only by how good they look, but by their acting. <laughs> <laughs> they had to make the money movie for no money because the first movie they spent a bunch of money on and it didn't do very well. So they had to make it in part two for $11 million. Real like, low budget for a... a Too bad when they, when they were at that one place with all the waterfalls and all the green. I'm like, this looks like I was taking velvet painting, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so before we plug go, that bug in and the water looks real. <laughs> before we go into raises wrong, raises right, a um, couple things. It's just how you can how you can help the show. Um, first thing we want to say is this: if you want to listen to the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe either on the Apple iTunes Podcast Store or subscribe in Stitcher. We always put up there. Um, if you subscribe. The new episode always comes to you automatically. You don't got to go on Facebook. It just comes to you easy peasy, rice and cheesy. Also, when I say, if you're a Facebook guy or a Twitter guy and we, we, we put out an episode on Facebook or Twitter, share it to your people so they can know what's happening. If they movie, if there's a movie they like, they can go ahead and watch it or listen to it. Hey, love life. I'm going to give a shout out to Steve Ball. That dude, he tells everybody about our podcast. Dude. If you have friends who love movies, tell people about this show because we have no marketing budget. This show has grown through word of mouth. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Last month, we had an average of, I think, 890 weekly listeners. Dang, Gina! We started out with 10. 10! It's not a huge number, but this is no marketing. For us, it is. Two guys in the city of Flint, two brothers, just doing their thing, and it's just going out there. So let people know about it. They can enjoy it. We'd love to have them on the ride. Um, so. No appeal on the docket today. <laughs> I want to do the tell your friends about me, but I can't do it. I always do it like Stallone. You can't do it, dude. I want you to tell, I want you to tell your friends. I can't do it. What? Can't. I'm trying to do Batman. Why don't you tell your friends about me? Remember that? He's the guy on the roof. I understand. I was there. What are you? <sighs> I'm Batman. <laughs> so, raise this right. Here we go. Spock says it. Love it. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And then he looks at me and goes, or the needs of one. I'm like, dang. No. Dude, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the first time they talk about it is when Captain Spock gives the, the, the captain chair to Admiral Kirk. And Admiral Kirk's like, no, no, you're the captain. It's your ship. And he's like, you're my superior officer. I don't have an ego. Listen, you're the best. I don't have an ego, but you have the biggest one ever. Just take it. Just take it and do it because – you're going to be better at it, and the whole ship having a better captain is more important than me being the guy in the seat. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And that's a weird thing. Most people don't think this way. In life, sometimes, okay, when I was a kid, you, when you were kids, Tony, and we had pizza or cereal, you know what we did? 
We ate as fast as possible, didn't we? Why? Because me, me, me. I, I would eat cereal so fast. I would swallow it whole sometimes because I want to get that last slice before my brother. You'd be like stinking Ray on uh, Ghostbusters. <laughs> Peter's like, chew your food. <laughs> <laughs> Legit! My wife's, when I went to, first time I ate with my wife, we were dating. And we, we had <laughs> like, a, she thought like you were in prison or something. She like, said, <laughs> you eat like, an, like, a, like a foster child. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, is that bad? She goes, you eat. Like you don't know where your next meal's coming from. Dang, Gina, she dude. put you on blast, dude. dude. I was like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just got fired. <laughs> <laughs> Stinking, um, when you're young, you do what you want to do for yourself. It's all about you. But because the point where you have to start saying, what's, how's it going to affect my family? How's it going to affect my friends and my loved ones? There's things we can't do because we don't want to stick and burn down the lives of those we love because the needs of the many such outweighs the needs, of the, the needs of the few or the one. And man, it's, if people were a little considerate, the world would be a better stinking place, I'm man. I'm telling you right now, being a trucker, especially construction, it's, especially traffic, you see how selfish people are, dude. It's me, me, me. Me getting here is more important than what you have going on. Me, me, me. I watch videos on YouTube of semi-truck accidents, guys trying to cut through things. A semi cannot react. No. It's, got, it's pulling how much weight behind it? 30,000 pounds? You're hilarious. If, I, if I'm taking a load 30,000 pounds, I'm happy as a mug, dude. What do you usually, what do you usually pull? I can pull up to 46,000. Jeez, dude. Um, but, you can't just stop. But, but when I was hauling fuel, you got like, like 80,000. Dude, you knew a guy who died. Yes. Uh, hauling fuel. Yeah. He hit the wall and the, 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 the gas sloshed and pulled him over. Yeah, and he blew up. Killed him dead. And, and me and... Um, Six, seven other drivers were at the terminal. He just left, looking at the smoke billowing off 75 while we're filling our trucks up, getting the day started. Mom called me, and my old boss called me that morning to make sure it wasn't me because they knew how early I started. What you do your boss called Man, you? I can't tell you that. That's horrible it's what I did. It's so funny. He got boss calls because it's all over the news. I'm horrible. Dude, why are you making me say this, it's dude? So funny. I go, and he calls, and I answer the phone, ah, it's so hot in here. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're a dumbass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was brutal, dude. That's funny crap. But, dude, it's, it's, it's me. I want people at uh, there'll be a restaurant, or they'll, you know, they'll be in line at a restaurant. Just giving the waiter or the seeking, um host crap. I'm like, dude, you're making this harder for everybody right now. The, the, but you demanding more attention by you having a scene, you're slowing the rest There's of it all down. There's nothing worse than somebody that wants to humiliate their server. Man. Like, you're, you're a piece of shit, dude. This poor woman is breaking her stinking back, breaking her stinking dogs. Trying to uh, serve you so that she can, you know, make some money to take home to her kids. And you're like, number one, half the time, it's not her fault. Dude, I was at the White Horse last Sunday. And there was a one-way dress and the place was jammed. You said, Sunday, Same Sunday, thing today. It was jammed Me out. And foggy. It was an older lady, her hands shake. Which she, <sighs> Too bad somebody literally walked out today. Dude, some, someone said to her, 
she came and goes, I'm so sorry, here's your drink. She goes, you know what? We don't want them. And I'm like, this lady is doing, she's by herself, doing her it's best. It's not her fault that stinking cheap assholes put one person on. I hate that, dude. That's why I tip so good. I, 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 I'm telling you. I was at the New Mexican restaurant here in town. Literally, if people are so stingy and horrible, I can't tell you how many times the bartender or the waitress will come up and like put her hand on my arm or my shoulder and be like, thank you so much. Because people are cheap, and they're like, oh, service stunk. I'm going to give her 50 cent. Well, you know what? Stay home then. Cheap ass. You're kidding. 50 cents? Yeah, I've seen it. That's, that's dirty dog. Yeah. Dude. I've seen it. I've got friends in the industry, bro. You should, I mean, you, horror stories, dude. Dude, I stinking. Was we that, used to deliver pizzas, man. We oh, know what it's like. I had a lady used to count change. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that lady? I remember. She count. She, I'm like, you? I remember her. I, we, we all hated you. <laughs> She's a hag of a woman, a miserable old You wench. <laughs> I just drove over here. Dude. Oh, she'll count the change like a mug, bro. I mean. No, here's the thing. She had me break change for one of her dimes. You're lying. No. I remember it well. You broke change for a dime. Yeah, I, and I just told her to keep the dime. I'll pay for this, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, the needs... Matter of fact, I'll pay for your meal. How about that? The needs of the Catch man... Catch me outside. Outweigh the needs of the few. The thing is, is that... Man, we just went on us thinking... <laughs> no, pro, crazy pro waitress bartender <laughs> Dude, Well, I was at, I was at a Mexican restaurant in town. I don't know what it's called. Sobrios, Sobranos, so... Well, according to the stinking... Uh, Inappropriate girl, lady at the the Stephen King's It show on Thursday. It's probably called Uno Dos Tres Cuatro Cinco Seis. I couldn't believe that chick. We had this racist. Old First lady. of all, she came up to us and said, "Are you guys Indians? You look like you're Indians. Are you dot or feather?" And we're like, "What the?" F <laughs> we're like, "Ma'am, no, we're Mexican." She goes, "Oh, Mexican." Mexican. Uno Dos Tres Cuatro Cinco Seis. And she starts like dancing. And there's all these. In the theater staring at us, and we're like, damn, when are these previews gonna start, dude? Oh. It was insane. We literally moved up 10 rows. And people were like, what just happened on there? I'm like, don't worry about it, man. It was people are like, like it was so uncomfortable. What just happened up there is I almost caught a case, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe what was happening, dude. Dude, it was un and then she's like, if I get scared, you're gonna hold me, and you're like, no, ma'am. <laughs> and then she's like, but where's your wife? I'm like, what the hell is going on over dude, here? It was so strange. Dude, I mean, anyways, I'm going to go and race right now. <laughs> <laughs> the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. So Man, we're still on that? <laughs> I'm just saying. I was, at the, I was at, the, at the new Mexican restaurant, met the waitress. She was, I talked to her at the very end of the meal. I'd already gave her a tip. It was a moderate tip. But I talked talk to her a little bit at the end. She was super sweet, talking about what she's doing in her life, where she's going. And I just crossed up and put a bigger tip on there for her. I'm like, you know what? This girl, she's, she's working hard. I'm going to take care of her. She was so grateful. I'm like, man. Well, you better be careful doing that, fool, because the, bar, the boss would be like, oh, yeah, did you add your own tip over here? Scratching it out. Sorry. Too bad this fool over here sitting across me will tip a woman that butchers this damn haircut. <laughs> you come over, I'm like, man, you better lean to the left, fool. <laughs> She was sweet, though. <laughs> I had some bad... Cut your hair like that, she better be the nicest <laughs> bitch I ever met, dude. 
I've had some bad haircuts. I know. Even from our family. Uncle John almost cut my ear off once. Yeah, but he's probably drinking Budweiser, and it was funny, dude. This is professionals you go to. Dude, I remember one time. Listen, Mom where do we Mike, live? Where do we live? Flint. Where do I go? You go to the Flint... Uh... Consolidated Barbershop. Just go there already. <sighs> okay. They're the best. Shout out to Consolidated Barbershop and Consolidated Tattoo. Best in town. All right. Okay. You don't have to worry about... Well, you better tip them good, but... You don't have, to worry, about, you have to worry about them messing up your fade, fool. Okay. Over here, sticking L.A. clips. <laughs> Going to Fantastic Fams. My buddy Sean O'Dell used to cut my hair. I used to call him Fantastic Sean's. <laughs> so raise this wrong. Revenge is a dish best served. Oh, my. Cold. It's a great line. And Mc- I, when he Mc- says it, too, it's Ricardo like, Montalbaum, he has won the day. I stepped all over your line. Say the, say the line again. Revenge is a dish best served cold. It's a Cleon proverb, okay? Literally, What's Kill the, Bill, what? episode one, opens with that quote. Okay, yeah, that's uh, right. Revenge is a dish best served cold. It, it says Cleon proverb right underneath it, which is nuts. Um, how, how about the guy? Oh, you never seen Super Troopers? No, I haven't. Revenge is a stinky cologne. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good line. I like that, dude. But Khan won the day. He got a ship. Dude. Got the bomb. His own Chippendale's right-hand man <laughs> tells him, listen, we're off that planet. We're out of exile. We have a ship. We can go anywhere. We're good. And he wasn't having it, dude, because his foe was still out there. The man who he hated, he, he had to defeat him. I have to beat him to feel like I'm a whole person. Revenge. What did he say? The, the last, last line at the end, he goes, um, for oh, hate's sake, I spit my last breath at thee. His last words before he dies is cursing Kirk. That is, dude, there's a story. Um, by a guy named Hamilcar Barca, dude. Holy hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old uh, Carthaginian name. A uh, who? Carthage. The city of Carthage was Isn't fighting... that the, uh, the, uh, the bad guy on Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so Carthage was fighting Rome, okay? Two city-states are going to war. And Hamilcar is wounded in battle by the Romans, has three sons... He's dying at the campfire. His kids are like, like 15, 20, and 24. He says, sons. He has guys around. He's like, promise me you will, how do you say, promise me you will never cease to be at war with Rome. Wow. And he swear on as he's dying that they will always make war on Rome. And one of his sons is, is Hannibal, who crosses the Alps with the elephants and takes Rome himself, dude. Holy crap. I wanted to name my kid Hannibal. My wife's like, no. <laughs> Just tell you're a big A-team fan, dude. <laughs> That's what they named him. He's named after that, that general. He's named after Hannibal the general. Oh, the, he was a general? Yes. Dang, general. Gina. But um, he made his son swear on vengeance. Wow. Dude, revenge is a hard thing to let go of, It dude. is. There are people that I have been angry at that I felt it did me wrong. Dude, we were driving by a, a house the other day in Flint. And you're like, the kid that lives there used to bully me and stick in crazy school. I'm, te- I'm telling you what. I, don't e- I ain't even lying, bro. There's a couple guys from my past. If I ran into, I'd be like, you remember me, man? And I'd whip his ass. 
Now, there's some. I got some scars from this city from being dude, bullied, bro. Dude, there. I'll tell you another one. I'll one up that. Me and Jesus were cruising around, and he was probably 17, 18. Okay. And there was a hockey game or like a, a bunch of kids playing at the apartments. They're older. And Jesus had me bring him over there. And he like scared this one guy so bad because he, he was like, that. this guy humiliated me when I was young. And he remembered. He, he went in. He, he knew that that guy was there. He went in there like Goodwill Hunting style. Yes, he dude. walked in yes, there. Yes, man. Oh. He didn't even have to really put it on him. He just pushed him around a little bit and was like, I just want you to know, dude, people don't forget. And it's like, whoa. And I'm like, what was that? He goes, F that, man. Stuff that dude did to me, dude. It doesn't go away. It does not go away. I bullied in high school bad. A kid. um, I'm waiting to get mine. Dude, as a kid, he was kind of an albino kid, like no color in his hair. You dog. And I used to wreck this kid's life, dude. I just like, hey, powder, what's up, dog? (laughs) (laughs) How are people as as kind and cool as us? We we done some sick stuff, man. Dude, it's That's human nature, dude. The thing is, at first, we're just trying to trying to find our way, and yeah. what is this doggy dog out there? Yeah, oh man, what kind it's... of guidance do we have, dude? We had movies telling us to do yeah, it. Movies. I mean... We had Goodfellas telling us how to be, dude. And um, stinking... every time I walk away, in in the back of my head, I hear, "Now go get your shine box." Oh no! no, no! <laughs> what? Keep him here! Keep him here! <laughs> so my sophomore year, dude. I become a Christian, and I'm like, oh. man, I've been a piece of crap. I was trying to become popular by just standing on people's heads, standing on people's heads and getting, just being a bully, trying to be cool. And I went and what the, people don't realize is when you do that, you don't look cool. I didn't know, You look dude. like a piece of crap, dude. I know. I know I've that done now. it, too. I've done it, too. So I go to that kid, and he was like, all like, what are you doing? And I'm like, listen, I've been a jerk to you for the last two years of high school. I told you, I'm sorry, man. I, I, I just, you didn't deserve it. It was wrong on me, and I wanted to know I apologize. And you know what? That means something, dude. Like, eating, eating your words and just... You're, like, you know what's crazy? I remember watching the movie um, with The Rock and Kevin John... Or, uh, <coughs> Kevin Hart. Kevin me Hart. and you wanted way more. The bully was played by... Um, the, the, that super white guy. Not, um, not Michael Sarah. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman, yeah, yeah. And he Who is amazing. was a jerk. <laughs> he was so... He bullied The Rock. He's a little guy bullying The Rock. At the end, The Rock punches him like, that's not enough. I want more vengeance. Sometimes you can be Goliath. And David's words were so rowdy, you can never overcome it. You just can't. Like like you said earlier at church, kicking rocks, dude. Just looking at the ground like, dang, man. Dude, stinking. I, to this day, as a grown man, 36 years old, turning 37, it's hard to forgive things still. There's, there's things I want to repay evil for evil. Well, is the, the difference between me and you with that? I forgive real quick, Tony, but, I, but I don't forget. You, you're a kind man, dude. People have done you wrong, and you what? let them back in your life, and you like you, you gave them a pass. You're like, you know what? I know you're stupid, but I love you anyway. I know you've been stupid 36 times, but you know what? I don't think 37 is coming. <laughs> Two years later. <laughs> Damn! Oh, 37! <laughs> you let it. You, you give people the pass. You let it. I 
I hold on to things, man, and it's oh, hard. Man, you're bad, bro. Dude, I'm real bad. You tell me things sometimes. I'm like, you did not say that. You're like, I said it like a mug. <laughs> I'm like, dang. I'm, I, I, there's a means to get me real deep, and it's hard. <laughs> I, 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 I literally pray about it. I'm like, I don't want to like help me be a kinder man. Like, I am a dude. It's mm, I'm a bastard. And I, sometimes you got to swallow that down, and you're like, damn. I know, dude. I and the thing that sucks about like, especially uh, me and you. You think about it after the fact, like, damn, I really had to say that. Like, man, and I'll worse do, than me with that. I'll, <laughs> do, I'll do things and I'll say things that are cutting, and I'm like, in my mind, it's an awesome movie scene, but it's real freaking life. I left someone with that wound I just gave to them. There's no need to be that way. There's no need for me to say those things. So I, part of me, I, I, I understand, Khan. Mm-hmm. He can't let go. He's a dog on a bone. He's got to keep pushing, and it kills him. I ain't even going to go into it, but yes. <laughs> I'm just know. saying. I got, dude, I was in a prank war in college. At the end of the prank war, I won, and the kid dropped out of school and left. You asshole. <laughs> like, that's, okay, I won the fight, but man, at what cost? Too bad. Me and my buddy Nick Higgins in high school were so bad. In this one class, this kid came up to us one day and was like, listen, guys, my grades are slipping. My, you know, this, I'm not paying attention to class. I mean, you guys got to chill out. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, damn, bro. <laughs> but racist wrong. Revenge is a dish best served cold. But you stink. It's a, apparently, it's a stinky cologne. <laughs> I'm telling you, stank, dude. It's a stinky cologne. With that said, um, let's go ahead and bring this thing to a close. Next week... We have, our, for our next uh, next Sunday, uh, September 17th, we have another viewing party. Where are we watching next week, brother? At the Rave Cinemas at 2 p.m. E.T. Phone Home. The Extraterrestrial 35th anniversary. We got a good crew coming out to it, too. How about uh, by the Navigator? He just said he wanted a phone home. <laughs> <laughs> How about the critters eating the E.T.? Yeah, he's like... Where are you? Who are you? <laughs> He's like talking to it, dude. <laughs> it's one of Spielberg's great. Can it, Billy Zane? <laughs> You've absolute power. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so ET's next Sunday, and we're we're approaching fast episode fifty. So hang on, it's gonna be a wild ride for the next few weeks. As always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio, and we'll see you next week at the Red Rum Theater. Oh my. Picture yourself in a boat on a river with tangerine trees and marmalade skies. Somebody calls you. You answer quite slowly. A girl with kaleidoscope eyes. Cellophane flowers of yellow and green towering over your head. Look for the girl with the sun in her eyes and she's gone!